Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast with me, your host, Charles Wolfork, the self-talk engineer, and we have an amazing goddess, Carol Robinson, right here, and we on the Drop Your Baggage Podcast talk to people that are dope, who can give you hope, and also teach you a technique to help you cope. <laughs> so silly <laughs> and we are brought to you by our sponsor brianna company now brianna company is a jewelry boutique that makes durable minimalist jewelry with genuine pearls local shells and sea glass natural gemstones precious metals and quality handcrafted designs ladies and gentlemen that's once again brianna company and you can see all of her wonderful jewelry on brianneandco.com and you can see her outstanding work on brie on uh, ig and facebook at brianne and and now with carol robinson she was born on the island of saint lucia moved to saint martin lived on trinidad and now is living in Hanover, Maryland. That's a lot of places. She was in the Navy, but now she works for the federal government as an academic program manager. She has had a lot of side gigs, but now she works with facilitate and motivate and mission is possible. And she facilitated, facilitated a series called Can You Hear Me Now, which is uh, for black women in the workplace and she created a space where black women have a platform to be heard mission is possible is showing people that dreams can be reached and she is in the business of helping people help themselves ladies and gentlemen i present to you kara robinson what's up kara <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Quite an introduction. I'd like to meet this lady you introduced. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> just look in the mirror. <laughs> so you have such a fascinating story. Please, mm -hmm. let's hear a bit about it. Ooh, a story. Once upon a time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in the 80s, this lady gave birth to this pretty cool girl. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn so right. just some subject around, right? <laughs> so I was I was I, I was born on the island of Sunnyshire, like like you said right here, and I moved when I was um it was actually uh six days before my seventh birthday, and mm -hmm. I remember that because it was New Year's Day, and you know there was fire like remnants of fireworks all over the streets <laughs> on this new island that I moved to. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's I can still remember the day um very very well. Mm -hmm. It was my first time flying. Uh, I remember as a kid watching, you know, people in the when you know when you're in you know, an airplane and you see people moving, I was like, oh look, little dolls. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> my young mind. Mm. But anyway, it was it was an experience before. And I moved to St. Martin and grew up. So St. Martin became my home. That is the, the place that I I would say um my my formative years were on that island. So mm -hmm. it was it was it was pretty um I love it a lot. <laughs> it's it's home. Um in my heart um but again growing up and moving in a, in a in a whole new place there was a lot there were a lot of like challenges coming yeah. there like learning you know i had to learn new languages uh um meeting new people it was a very a, a very challenging time you know the, the high school was the most challenging for me um for n a number of reasons it was never it for um was more about you know the the, the home or, or what it was you know uh, having difficulty to actually even get like textbooks. I remember growing up not having textbooks for classrooms, mm. uh, and I used to leave. I had to leave home early to 
uh, to take the early bus to take friends' books so I could do my homework <laughs> because I didn't have the textbook to do my homework. Wow. Right? I know. But, um, but uh, uh, so I learned how to, from that, from a very early age, I learned how to navigate this by being a good listener. I didn't have the books to go home and study. So I compensated by listening and asking a lot of questions to the teachers. So why people thought I was being, you know, a pain in the butt by asking a lot of questions, really what I was just doing is trying to learn as much as possible because I know I didn't have the books, right? So <laughs> I didn't ask, have the books to go home to. So you ask questions, so you ask questions more to seek to understand things so you can get that mental picture of them. Precisely. I ask the questions, a lot of questions, you know, and follow up questions so I can get them. Because then if I if I understand it well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to memorize it mm-hmm. when the exam comes. And I could I, there are times when there were, there were exams and I could hear my teacher's voice in the way that they're saying. I could see I could picture them in the classroom. So I would see vivid like images of in the classroom what they were doing. And that's how I kind of, you know, sailed through school. <laughs> Uh, and a skill that I did to survive in, in school yeah. that actually reaped benefits for me now as an adult, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, now I, so now I do uh, everything I do right now. I seek first to understand. I ask questions a lot. And um, uh, so I, I, I like that. And it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a way how I've gotten through. Even in college, I did the same thing. I asked a lot of questions. I mean, then I had, I had textbooks, but... Right. It was. It had been so ingrained in me to just ask a lot of questions, and that way I wouldn't have to study. <laughs> I, I, I kind of did that. So in college, it was like that was a total cheat code. Like you must have really excelled in college because not only did you have the information that you were gathering from the teacher in class, but also mm-hmm. you had the textbooks in which the teachers wanted to know on the test as well. Exactly. The, the hard part of college is you had to write. An oral exam why can't you just have oral exams all through college make my life easy <laughs> I gotta write papers i'm the total opposite i got my english degree just because i could write so well so i could like finagle you know a paper i could finagle about a good 10 pages out of nothing you know what i mean out yeah. of very little book. but you asked me to explain it i'm like er, uh mm, well <laughs> See, we all have we all have our cheat codes, yes. right? Mine was just you know listen, listen well, and ask a lot of questions, and then uh, if I understand it, then I could you know I write about it. Uh, when I was writing papers, then I was just more um, I'll get straight to the point. But you know, as a writer, as an English person, you know you have to you know expound on a thought. You know, one thought, two, three paragraphs. I'm like, come on, just get straight to the point, right? <laughs> and I would just go straight. I remember one professor saying. Can you elaborate? I'm like, but I told you what it was. <laughs> like, what more do you want? <laughs> but I, I survived it. I survived. I survived undergrad and grad school. So I think. Ow. <laughs> grad school, though. What'd you graduate in grad school with? <laughs> A master of science in negotiation and conflict resolution. Holy cow. You're a smart bugger. Well, I, my, here's what I undergrad I did sociology Mm. everything for me was always about survival everything I did was to know how do I survive this world I figured if you understand people and understand them well understand how they communicate not just verbally but just watching their body language watching everything about them then regardless of the environment you're in because you understand people so well you can navigate that space right and so 
I did sociology to understand how people interacted with each other so I could operate and see. And, and then I did negotiation conflict resolution to understand, you know, you know, is when people are having disagreements, is it really what's being said? Is it something that they're thinking of, of an internal struggle that they're having? Is it a struggle with a person and struggle with an idea? So then I'm, I use that information to communicate with them and to kind of, let me not say get what I want because that sounds really bad, <laughs> to, to, uh, to, uh, to achieve my goals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what a very PC way to say that. Good job. Hey, so like you studied relationships. So you studied people in relationships mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. And what did you, so what was the plan for you to do with that after you got, uh, like you accumulated all this education? So uh, a good question you asked that because I remember someone asked me in undergrad, I said, so what are you going to do with sociology? Because at that time I did undergrad in the Caribbean in Trinidad. So that's mm. the part that I lived, right? And they're like, well, you're in the Caribbean. What are you really going to do with well, mm -hmm. more behavioral sciences emphasis? And then I switched to like, I do a few extra credits to do sociology. So it was mm -hmm. heavy behavioral sciences major. Mm -hmm. And like, what are you going to do with that? Uh, I thought I, my education was really for me and my living. I never looked at education as something to get me to earn a living from. Mm. So um, because I also realized that I, I learn things quickly. So anything comes in terms of a job, I can learn the skill quickly. I, I say most of the work is on the job training. Most of life, most of what we do is on it's OJT, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're really just trying to, I must have, except a lawyer, that should not be OJT. If someone's a lawyer watching this, forgive me. But, you know, some jobs you do definitely need the, 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 the um, the expertise on, you know, specifically to do the job. But mm -hmm. apart from the, you know, the um, professionals like lawyer, doctor, scientists, and so on, I say most of it is OJT and you can learn, learn it quickly and, and earn a living. Uh, so I never looked at my education for, to earn a living. My education was for me and how I could navigate the world, how to see things, how to see people, how to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. What was it? All right, so that's very key right there. What was what was the thing that you thought, oh, this thing might take me out or these people might take me out? Like, why was navigating so important to you? Was it something that you had gone through as a, as a little kid? Like, or yeah. was it a belief in, because I grew up in the hood, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but, I, but lucky for me, I was totally naive to what was going on. So like yeah. me passing crackheads and me passing drug dealers, it was all something that I was totally oblivious to. So I never got that notion that I had to survive. It was just like, oh yeah, yeah I go to school, I come in the house when the lights come on, I watch TV. It's, it, I just kind of stayed in my own little world. What was it about your world that what made you want to survive? Well, at one point there was no electricity in my home. <laughs> Mm -hmm. there was no running water mm -hmm. so I, I can remember actually in that, that maybe somebody hearing it like you really yeah I did not there was no um I remember going to school and there was no like you know and everyone was thinking less in high school I was going through school and no no meals and but in elementary school on the island they had um I remember they give you like food right mm -hmm. I remember just milk and peanut butter and jelly sandwich that was that was that was sure mm -hmm. <laughs> your milk mm -hmm. and bread was supplied <laughs> in elementary school i looked forward to that in high school we didn't have you know lunches so you had to you know you had to pay your own and it was not it's not free so education not you know 
You don't have that access like you have here. You have to pay for education. And it was based on your um, academic achievements. You were, paced, you were placed in schools based on your academic achievements. So um, lucky for me, my academic achievement got me to pretty school, but yeah. and <laughs> I can't afford, you know, the books for the school. But at least I was at least, you know, smart enough to survive and graduate from the school. So that's a plus for me. But that hard time definitely was like that experience told me that I had to survive my 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 my. my I, had, I just had to survive. I, I did not have the luxury of feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did not have. To me, say if you was if I if I had to stop and think, oh, that, this is bad. That's the, the being able to pause and think that things are bad. I thought was a luxury. I always had to survive. It's like I get up and sit the next day. Got to figure it out. You know, something happened. So even now as an adult, I do the same thing. I see a problem, I identify it. I don't spend that much time of problem it's like good now that i've identified my immediate next step is what are we going to do about it mm-hmm. how do we solve this mm-hmm. and uh i to an extent it's helped uh now people are saying well let's just dissect the problem i'm like no we've already identified it let's mm-hmm. fix it <laughs> 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 right let's focus on the fixing part can yes. we fix that yes. <laughs> and but i know that stems from me just trying to be to live for the next day or to be one step ahead or to, you know, find a way to prepare myself to just one, when something hits the fan, most likely will, at least I could be strong enough to, you know, weather the storm. So that has been my, my thing. It has been a, that's kind of (laughs) rough. Thinking back at now, looking back at it, like that that was really rough. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I remember there, I go through school the entire day, and all I had was you know go to the water cooler when I'm hungry and just drink some water. Yeah, Mm. that's it. And and then, you know, thinking back, it's like there's no there's no food in my system to actually process the information that I'm receiving for education. Mm. And but uh, I made it. (laughs) Okay. Now looking back at everything that you have gone through in the islands. What do you what do you know more about the human spirit then? Oh, the human spirit, like I said, is this I think there is so much we can do. It's just it's I think we are freaking phenomenal. Like yeah. human beings, we are we have not even put ourselves to the test of what's possible. Mm. Like we have not. We have not even scratched the surface of what's possible. And um sometimes I look at it this way, like I look at when I'm flying in an airplane, I'm like, we have a, we have metal in the sky, people metal in the sky. <laughs> right. And no, and everyone is just like, yeah, this is, this is okay. I'm like, no, this is metal in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking of like, which human brain, like what, what, what made a human, I, I probably the force inspiration probably with, with birds. And then I'm like, what else, what else are we not pausing enough to be inspired by through nature? Because I think nature is a, is a, is a like I mean, the perfect source of inspiration. Yeah. Or anything. And so when I look at sometimes when I look at through nature and be like, what is it like that we can learn from just anything that we as human beings, if we pause enough to even ask and get up ourselves? Because you know, we think as human beings, we're like, you know, we're at the top of the food chain, we're the best. We're not even anywhere near yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every now and then nature reminds us, you know, I'm boss. <laughs> take a seat <laughs> right so but it, it lets me know that there's so much that's possible with 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 us through us if we just allow ourselves to be the vessel yeah that's that's, that's how i think it. it's it's a lot that is beautiful and and you're spreading that message obviously um with women as you work mm-hmm. for your for the different organizations that you're working with so can you tell us about mission is possible 
<laughs> so missions process is a thing that I had. I, I just started recently with, um, you know, more teaching, more of a, like getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, I say you got to know yourself to grow yourself. And, and sometimes we take a lot of time. We, we spend time um, trying to figure everybody else, everyone else out. Uh, but if you don't know who you are, don't know what you want, don't know where you want to go, don't know what's possible in you. Um, like, like I was saying before, being able to learn how to pause and just, just in a lot of introspection, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I want to help people to just, you know, just, just turn that thing around, just, just turn the lens, just turn it inside, mm-hmm. you know, stop busying with the noise and just ask, find out more time to ask yourself, you know, who am I? Ask that regularly, who am I? I'm not talking about your job title. I'm not talking about, you know, your marital status, your children. Some people say, who am I? I'm a mom. I have this. I'm a teacher. No, who are you? Yeah. Right. And then I want, I want people, you know, to keep asking that question and just peeling it off layer by layer, you know, when you say, okay, I'm uh, who am I? I am a program manager. Okay. No, that's what you do. That's what you do. Right. Who are you? Yeah. I'm a mom. No, that's, 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 that's you. You break some of Who are you? Just keep mm-hmm. asking that question until you get to that core of the person, you know, and then what is your mission? Amen. What is that person? Now that you know who you are, what is your mission? Right. And, and I would say the mission, it doesn't have to be, something that comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can you define the mission you can decide what it is yeah. but you have to know who you are to know what what's what's the mission that's calling you the person that you finally are meeting right what is that calling you and it is possible you know and let's get it out there and just you know take over the world so i'm gonna put you on front street you ready oh who are you <laughs> I am a big ball of energy that's just waiting to fill any room I enter. Positive energy. I am the person that walks into a room and leaves it better, happier, more fulfilling than I met it. I am Carabelle Robinson. (laughs) I love it. And what is your purpose? My purpose, (laughs) there is so much good in the world that is walking around in bodies and physical bodies. Mm -hmm. My purpose is to uncover all that good Mm. and just let it out there. Just, just, just release all that good into the world. This is it. So find those people, find the core, find the good that's in everyone and just like, let it out. Just, just. (laughs) let out that good because i believe that all the good all the combined good at the core of everyone mm-hmm. one one put together yes that's when i think human beings is go- we're gonna be like freaking phenomenal mm-hmm. <laughs> right but everyone is like undercover right right everyone is undercover and i just want to go out here just you know <laughs> get out <laughs> I love it. And you are definitely getting um, women from undercover with your organization of uh, Facilitated Motivate. Please tell us more about that as well. So with, with that one, we, we uh, actually found with two, um, two of the colleagues, uh, Janita Pritchett and um, Christina Jones. Uh, the two of them, they're, they're both chemists. And, um, and what actually got the, 
the ball started for this. I think it was, uh, there was a government shutdown. I think it was 2018. There was a government shutdown somewhere that right? <laughs> Yeah, government shutdown. And we were like, oh, you know what? We should, we should start a business. Then we're like, in, in what? That's what Shanita and I were talking, you know, sharing ideas of what we should do. And what in the job that we do, we realize that um, especially um, Black students or when I say students or like say graduate or undergraduate students are not uh, are not able I'm not able or not doing a, a good I will say good job of, of um, what I would say expressing what they can do or who they are yeah. they're not they don't have a good job of selling themselves you know they're pretty good they have the skills but in terms of selling themselves to someone say, hey I'm pretty good at this don't do a really good job at that. Yeah, and and sometimes I feel like you know if we could, if, if if we have the skills and we're seeing what people are looking for, we see you know when people are we're going through resumes or reviewing packages, we're like we see it. Yeah, we know what people are looking for. It's like you know what, let's help the black community mm. or even black women specific, specifically. Um, I'm, although not it's not only black women, although we are black women, but men, women, boys, girls, teenagers. Let's help them to be confident in their abilities and, you know, how to share that, you know, how to market themselves, how to talk about what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And that's what really comes to facilitate to motivate. We want to motivate you, you know, whether through workshops, you know, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching or through um, help you um, craft a good resume, interview preparation. Mm -hmm. So because some people on paper, like you say, you do a good job. You, you've got the skills, <laughs> Right. But when you're sitting from someone else, you're like, you know, there is this, you know, how do I communicate? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, and there's the, so helping them through that, that part, you know, to kind of like, you know, make it through the world, especially, you know, black people. Amen. Amen. The, um, I mean, especially black people to, to be able to get skills such as telling your story mm -hmm. and communicating is key. I remember when I was in network marketing or multi-level marketing, one thing that they always talked about was telling your story because mm -hmm. that will help you communicate with any prospect out there. And me um, transitioning from being a teacher, a middle school mm -hmm. social studies teacher to now becoming an entrepreneur, I had to learn that story. The one that I told you about, yeah. you know, the, the whole story mm -hmm. and, and all and how it all comes together and why I have the purpose that I have, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, so for you to be able to connect someone with their story and empowering them in that way and yeah. showing mm -hmm. them that they're just like any origin story, how they had a beginning, but now they have mm -hmm. the present and, and such a bright future is, is outstanding. What changes have you seen uh, some people make because of you being able to get them in touch with, uh, with those skills? I, I one of the, one of the, uh, um, I would like the, the change that I saw. We did um, we did a, a workshop. We call mm -hmm. a leadership workshop with like um, middle school, high school students that we mm -hmm. did for some um, for I think it was a Nesby Junior chapter, and we just helped them, you know, creating an elevator pitch early. So Boom. so these are yeah, creating an elevator. Like like let's go back again, you know, like how to talk about you know crafting a good elevator pitch. Just talking, especially on the kids we were working with. Well, they're not really kids, but teenagers we were working with, mm -hmm. right? And they go like present, you know, posters or wherever you go in conferences, you know, and and to to be able to be confident when you're presenting to say what you are, 
and hearing and learning the, 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 the art of communication. You know, sometimes we hear communication, everyone's like, well, you got to speak. And I keep reminding, that's only 7% of mm-hmm. communication, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're teaching them how to have, you know, your body language, yes. you know, when you step into a space, you know, what it, what is it about it? And sometimes, especially if you're the, 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 the group we were working with, you know, the scientists, engineers, you tend to be a little more reserved. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. learning how to, you know, um, present your best self mm. in, in any situation. It's always important, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get that posture right. Nope. <laughs> yes, exactly. The nonverbal communication is the most important. The non- it, it, it really is. And so it was, it was good seeing, because they were younger too, hearing the parents' feedback mm. was really, really rewarding. And um, when they're like, yeah, we're just so happy that we have our son or daughter participate in this. This is really, really good information. Mm-hmm. And what I, one thing that we also realized is that sometimes, especially in the Black community, we wait until very late. Sometimes we're waiting until like college years to figure out how to do you know, presentation. Mm-hmm. The earlier, the better, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the earlier we start, the better it is. Just the basics. It doesn't have to be, you know, a whole big... Uh, what I call them, we don't have to speechify. <laughs> we can just simplify, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, that's a nice quote. Don't speechify. speechify. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down. Hold on. Don't write it down. Right? <laughs> and so it's, it's like we just want we want we want to start early because these are sharp, bright, bright youngsters mm-hmm. that we want to get them at the time when you know it's um helping them see beyond just the academics that they're having right now because the mm-hmm. academics is really great we mm-hmm. do a good job of you know pushing and talking the academics and the other part of you sometimes get left out because now you're great on paper you you could kill an i mean not kill you would do it really well on an exam <laughs> but then when it comes to talk about <laughs> it's the slang okay? it's the slang okay? oh god i'm not i'm not trying to get canceled before i even get started okay <laughs> 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 too much i love it <laughs> right. but you so, can do uh, well on a test and <laughs> you can do well on a test <laughs> but when it comes time to you know talk about the, the same you know content that you you know you do so very well writing about mm-hmm. then you you go in a shell and then you know and sometimes it is misinterpreted as um it's misinterpreted as it as ignorance Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you, yeah. you don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, it's all based upon upbringing. I know some people like, well, let's, let's just say with myself, I grew up in a household where um, I didn't feel like I was good enough. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So therefore, I, I carried myself with a place of like a lack of confidence, shoulders mm-hmm. down, didn't really talk about myself too much, could make jokes and everything. But, you know, it was more reflected away from me than to bring things like to to the attention of what I appreciate. What were my mm-hmm. priorities? Um, because then you have an opportunity to be vulnerable and people can crack jokes on them. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? So like for you to give someone that superpower, good on wow. you, like that automatically raises somebody's self-esteem. It gives them so much self-worth because of that, that skill that they are having. C- good. Congratulations. I'm going to give a round of applause. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But actually talking about superpower, that was one of our workshops we had entitled was, you know, um, um discovering your superpower, right? Yeah. And that's that's the and sometimes you just give it up, you know. Just don't give up your superpower. No. So, 
never and you can do that with your presence and you are teaching more and more people to do that with their voices as well yeah no, i know looking human inside. beings are awesome human beings are awesome <laughs> you've always had this view that human beings are awesome no no i was very pessimistic at one point really i remember someone saying that to, i could remember the time when someone says you're very very pessimistic mm-hmm. at that time i really felt offended though <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking back because sometimes when people say something to me, I tend to, you know, try to try to understand, you know, like, where did they, like, what did I do or right. say? So the wheels start turning. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of, you know, the statements that I made or what it is. And I say, is it true or is it not true? Mm-hmm. So it was true. I was very pessimistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've since then learned that, you know, Lewis, I learned earlier, I remember a math teacher used to have, She'd have quotes all over her classroom. Uh, that's where my love for quotes began. But she used to have a lot of quotes in her, in her classroom. And they were talking about, you know, um, you know, glass being half full and half empty. I can remember exactly what it was. But I can remember the image right there. I can see the poster on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, a glass, you know, being half full or half empty. It kind of depends on your perspective of how you, just, how you choose to view it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of like, I could, I could choose. Like learning early. I think the biggest gift I got was learning early on that I have a choice. Mm. And um, some people learn that late in life. I feel that I, I attribute where I am now, uh, understanding that I do have a choice. And not only that I have a choice, but I have to understand the choices that I make directly <laughs> impact what I am. So uh, whether, you know, I would say you have a choice. You, you free, you're free to choose. You can choose whatever. You're not free from the consequences of those choices. Those won't happen, right? And I look at them and I say, good or bad is a consequence. Good, bad consequence. I know we use consequence in negative term. I just say, hey, whatever you got right now is because of a choice that you made. And and so I'm I'm uh, sometimes I used to be really hard on myself when I'm in a bad situation, but mm. then I know I also, I also knew that I got myself there, so therefore I have to get myself out of there. <laughs> mm. So, uh, so I kind of, that's when the shifting of the, from the miss, you know, pessimist to more, uh, more po- um, optimistic. I know when the, the strong, positive optimism came was before I went to college. Want to hear a story? <laughs> so uh, going to university, again, I'm in the Caribbean, nothing is free. You know, you don't have, you don't have student loans. Yay. Lucky if you have a student loans. I mean, that's the good part, right? <laughs> and so I graduated high school. I remember telling my mom at the time, I'm going to college. And she's like, So, how are you going to pay for that? I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to college. <laughs> All right. I'm going to college. And I remember this thing, you know, growing up in church, talk about faith, right? And faith is the mustard seed. You know, when you're young, you take those things literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I took it literally that faith could happen. Could happen. Mm-hmm. I had. Zero dollars and zero cents, but I was going to university. Mm-hmm. I applied. I got in. A uh, week before, my, I have no ticket. I have no f- money for a plane ticket because it's in another, co- in another country. I have no money for tuition. I have no money for room and board. I have zero dollars, but I'm, I'm going to college though. Damn I'm right. Going. Damn right. I'm going to college. Long story short, I went to college. <laughs> I went to college. I... Got this, re- uh, uh, a friend and I we put together a, a little concert. Don't ask me to sing, but <laughs> it got me some money for a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. I got a plane ticket. 
from these poor girls, right? <laughs> but I got a plane ticket to go to school. And that was the one way. And now I got there. But now I arrived at registration day. This is me sitting in line in the finance. This is curious. You have to sit in a line in the finance office. You got to show your payment plan. Your girl sitting in here. Zero dollars or zero cents. But she's going to register. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> wow. It was... It was, I still can't think of how it happened. All I know is I got registered. I think the finance lady get the this I give the story. It's like I, I I'm gonna figure it out. I mm. did have this conversation. We talked about a yeah. payment plan. I was like, I'll figure it out. But she agreed and let me, you know, register register. Yeah. I registered for classes, got a dorm, got a room. Yeah, girl was in there. Got wow. a spot. All you needed was the opportunity, yo. Listen, I just need an opportunity to talk to somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> I got in there and then I I I I still I'm thinking back at it. And even through university, because I had zero dollars. I remember the one semester well, after the summer break, mm-hmm. we were going back home because in the summertime, I don't know if it's the same here too, but I know undergrad you have to pay for the dorm if you're staying in the summertime because mm. you know you got to pay for, if you're staying there you know you got to pay and mm. i don't have the money to pay so but i was and i had no money for food and lucky for me i was on a campus with some fruits so mangoes hey wow <laughs> made it happen i was eating i that's had right. mangoes that's <laughs> that's what kept me for the whole summer it was mango season i had yep. mango all day every day yeah. <laughs> Yep. I didn't care, but I ate. I didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out, right? But it was, and then then I learned, you know, went back home, took a semester off, work, save some money, and then go back. So I, I just went back and forth. It took me like seven years to finish a four-year degree. That's because your girl was, you know, going back, trying to make some money, save, and going, and then going back to another island for, yeah. oh, it was, it was a struggle. <laughs> but wow. I did it. <laughs> I did yes. it. I did it. I did it through. So that's why I have this this whole thing that nothing is impossible. Yes. Because I I still can't believe to the day that I had no money for. I said I'm going to university. I had no money for a plane ticket. Mm. Out of the blue, we say, you know what? We're going to do a fundraiser concert. You know, asking a little of uh, collection plates. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Plane ticket. You got did a plane it. Ticket. Go. <laughs> go through so that's why that's yeah. where the the strong positivity and faith thing to me that was the i, I would say that was a, when it was first yeah <laughs> and since then i was like if i could go through this say it again everything. i say everything is possible if, if anything not any and everything is possible amen amen but yeah it's a, now are, we're off to church <laughs> You are such a goddess. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And that is why um, it is so, it's such an opportunity, uh, like a wonderful opportunity for me to help you with, uh, and and the Drop Your Baggage podcast with one of your fears. Now, Mm -hmm. what we do on the Drop Your Baggage podcast is we uh, talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope. 
but also teach you a technique that can help you cope. And that technique is the mental and emotional release process. I am a uh, certified trainer of neurolinguistic programming that has had over 250 clients and, uh, in which I've done this with. So if anybody is wanting to do that, mm -hmm. please contact me at charleswolfwork.com or learn more about the process through eliminatinginsecuritiesnow.com. Once again, that's eliminatinginsecuritiesnow.com. And uh, please go to a licensed neurolinguistic programming uh, or a certified neurolinguistic programming practitioner if you want to do that. Okay. We are not social workers. We are not psychologists. We are not therapists. Just want to let her know that just as much as anything. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely a big help. All right. Now, you said that you wanted to release your fear of scarcity. Mm -hmm. You dwell on that just a little bit. Yeah, the, the fear of scarcity. I was like, um, as some of my stories that I've shared before, the what was the what I call the uh, the constant <laughs> was always uh, scarcity. I was mm -hmm. always at a point in life where like I, I didn't have, you know, and you know, food. Food was one of a big one. You know, didn't didn't have food. I mean, I was really skinny. I was like, oh, you're so slim. That's because I was starving. Duh. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna be slim on purpose. <laughs> but, <laughs> But you know, I was always afraid. I was no, no, I was afraid of, like, I have the fear of like just just being so so poor that I'm on the street, right? Not having something enough, you know. I've always looked back and forth like I don't want to be that, and sometimes it still scares me. Like if I don't have, I could be I could be on the street in any time. So I, I work really 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 hard to make sure I don't don't have mm -hmm. and um but i've learned since then that it manifests itself in weird ways <laughs> that fear of, of of um scarcity and i think we discussed with that earlier so hopefully hopefully um through your uh, um your intervention <laughs> <laughs> right we can we can get through this drop this baggage and you know hopefully that that horrible manifestation of my fear of scarcity will be um minimal a hundred percent. So what we're going to do is we're going to change your um, we're going to change your consciousness around the fear of scarcity. Now, mm -hmm. there's only three things that you have to do in order for this to be wildly successful. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Mm -hmm. Number two, you got to follow directions. I, I mentioned to you last time about how important following directions is. If you do your own thing, you're going to screw it up. <laughs> so follow directions. <laughs> Number three is to trust the process. Just know that I'm your guide and I'm going to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. Yay, do I walk to the valley of the shadow of them? Have faith, have faith. We got this. Man. Um, <laughs> the, um, so with that, oh, when when you're going through the process, the most important things are the learnings. So mm -hmm. you're going to, the, the best way to get rid of your old thought pattern is to put mm -hmm. a new thought pattern in there. So what is something mm -hmm. positive? What is something empowering that you can tell yourself throughout your whole life, like throughout your whole timeline, throughout your mm -hmm. whole timeline? What's that positive thing, that positive affirmation, that lesson, that learning that you need to have so you mm -hmm. can change that? negative thought pattern to a positive thought pattern now you'll see now um oh so your past can be to your left to your right or behind you if you were to know mm -hmm. where's your where's your past behind 
Where's your future? Perfect. That's it. You ready? Yep. Let's get it. Is mm-hmm. it all is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of scarcity today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you had a fear of scarcity? How old were you? Uh, I was 11. 11? Do you, do you remember specifically, huh? I remember specifically. I remember the event. Mm. <laughs> I remember what triggered it. What happened? Uh, come to the house, realize there's a zero electricity and no water. Mm. It's like, oh, snap. Yes. Like, <laughs> WTH. Like, <laughs> you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. You're so crazy. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now. Just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt that fear of scarcity when you were just a little girl. And just hover above that little girl, seeing her from a third person point of view. Let me know when you can see her. Mm -hmm. Okay, now stay right there in that position, hovering above that little girl. Now, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. Listen closely. What is something positive and empowering you can tell that little girl with the consciousness that you have today that would allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Awesome. Now, once again, the most important thing about this whole process is the learnings that you're replacing the negative thoughts with. So with your eyes closed and you hovering above that little girl, tell me, what did you learn? All life and abundance is within you. Say that one more time. The source of life and abundance dwells within you. That's right. Make sure to remember that throughout this process. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. there now just float there weightless in space 
And as you float there, ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Here. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little girl and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? I'm not there. Awesome. Float back above your timeline and then float above the dinosaurs and then float deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. there. All right, listen closely, very closely. Float very, very high, high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt that fear of scarcity. From birth until now in chronological order, don't skip any event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of scarcity all the way back to now. Go. Okay. Oh, go on. Awesome. <laughs> Float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Hey. Welcome back. <laughs> Can you see me now? <laughs> <laughs> ah, look at you. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Very good. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love that response. I uh, love it. <laughs> you know what? It, you know what I'm thinking. Well, sorry, that was a lot of talk. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking. You know, this is is it's the experiences that if we can pause, we got it through mm -hmm. some of the same. Um, it makes it, like I say, you, you do feel different. Actually, I kind of feel lighter, believe it or not. <laughs> Weird. But, but, um, but it's, it's like, what's standing out to me right now is like, what's, what's kind of like being on repeat in my head. It's like, you're connected to the source of like everything, mm -hmm. yes. right? It's like, there's that connection and just dwell in that, you know, dwell in yeah. that connection, stay there. Get familiar, <laughs> get close, mm -hmm. you know, be besties. <laughs> and um, so every time now, and I'm thinking that every time that something goes through, what I what I think might be, a, you know, just like just remember, you know, you're connected to this horse. <laughs> yes, you're connected. You know, get out, get out of your own way. Yes, get out of your source. It's actually pretty cool. Wow, yes. that's amazing. So let's check on it. All right. Uh, do you smell bacon? Why do you smell bacon? <laughs> that's, a, that's an NLP technique to help you break your state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> so um, can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot. I can't. Actually, no, it's more... Going back, I can't feel it. What I actually feel now when I go there in that space is compassion, like complete compassion. Like mm. I don't even want to hug her. Like mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> right, that's what it is. It's like complete compassion. That's what I'm, mm. that's what I'm feeling for or in that space. Yeah. I'm like, you know, me hugging myself in that space. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> it's, it's family. You guys are blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know her better than she know me. <laughs> but yeah, you feel that complete compassion for that in that space of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt that fear of scarcity. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion, or you may find that you cannot. No, I'm I'm sticking with connected. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you just released a a, a bunch of fear. Right here. Mm-hmm. We're, t- we're like we're tight now. We're tight. So, so that connection with source was something that was a common theme that you had throughout your whole timeline. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm connected. It's like, this, what are you afraid of? I got you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. This is pretty cool. And it was actually another, well, say emotions, more of a feeling of, you know, forgiveness, like forgiving whatever or whomever caused that situation to get that little girl in that fearful space, right? There was, those, those both, both happened, like in the space, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm trying to think of, you know, what could have, because uh, one of the things that you hold on to with that fear is that, you know, the connection of that fear was it was done by somebody else, you know, somebody else put such a fear in you or created an environment that causes that caused that girl then to be so fearful. Mm-hmm. And then that connection of people and that fear of scarcity. And it kind of tied to a thing I think we, we spoke about before is like, you know, feeling that people are the reasons or can be the, the source of that fear, you know, if you allow them spacing you, they can create that, you know, environment that you had a feeling so fearful. Always. So they kind of did two things there that kind of released that um, kind of give forgiveness for that, that person or persons who may have created an environment where mm. fear reigned for that girl. So and I was like, it's okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. The compassion, not only for yourself, but also for the people that, uh, that, like you said, it put you in that situation mm-hmm. that rang through. What a, a great amount of growth in, in such a short amount of time. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Because one of the problems was like, you're like, you look at the environment, right? And I was mm-hmm. seeing all the people in the environment and I'm like mm-hmm. thinking there were, I'm, I was seeing multiple people. Yes, I was there too, mm-hmm. but I was there with others. Yes. So when I did go there, was, there was others. So then as I was like, you know, everything else I was trying to notice, I can actually see that. I can see the room <laughs> 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 there. And I was like, you know, uh, yeah, so 
No, like that's that's how you go deepest. You go deepest when you not only see yourself um, mm-hmm. and have that acceptance and compassion and forgiveness and everything for yourself. But when you can branch out and see the whole environment and see that mm-hmm. whole um, the whole event as one of a bunch of humans interacting with mm-hmm. one another, which with you and your sociology degree and mm-hmm. everything and, and who you are, who you embody, yeah. you can do that so easily. That's where mm-hmm. the massive growth comes. Because then you're like, oh, yeah, I went through this and it was crappy. But then what is that person going through? Or what is yes. this person going through? Like, that's yeah. where so much more growth is just expedited in that short amount of time. Great job. Great job. That was all unprompted, too. Well, way to go. <laughs> yes, it was. That's, that's the thing. Because like, I was just thinking about, you didn't ask for that, but I was just like, you know, you go there. But you said above. Mm-hmm. Right? And I went above and I, I saw the whole room. Yes. Right. You know, it was then I was not the only person there because mm-hmm. I remember the day mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I engaged everything that was in the space yes yes that's what takes the 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 great amount of releasing so now mm-hmm. it's just like you know you 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 may have released um fear for what you went through but now mm-hmm. it's like you said it's a fear of being stuck in a situation where someone else may um be the res or someone else's um actions may be the result of you potentially losing mm-hmm. something there is nothing else there's only there's only first cause there's only uh source there's only <laughs> yes. you you know what i mean and that and you have like there's a faith that everything is going to work out it is it is it is actually this is pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> what what did you what did you expect <laughs> okay 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 you get the credit okay <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh, describe anything else for the um, the audience out there who has not tried mental and emotional releases yet? Um, I would say um, be open. You know, just the, the more you open, and I would say just flow, just be right. And like you said, just don't don't be in your head. Allowing yourself to just go through and completely, you have a greater the reward, I think it's better that way, right? You just, you just go through it has a, a bigger impact and you could, you, you can feel it. There's like, a, I think, well, I think I'm like the experience physiological difference <laughs> from that experience, right? It's not just like, you know, the, the psyche plan, oh yeah, you should do it. No, that you could feel that like, it's hard to put words to it, but it's like, you, you feel it, you, mm-hmm. you would feel it. And, um, but I would say it's just like, you know, you, you gotta be open completely. You just be. <laughs> that, that feeling is a different feeling, right? Like you said, you feel a little lighter, you know, it's right? like a little tingling here and there. It's a good. Uh-huh. And you know, there's like this excitement, like you're ready to dig on the world. <laughs> What's going my way? <laughs> how yeah, is how is your perspective <laughs> of things to come any different as of right now? Now I know, like I'm asking you a lot of uh, different circumstantial questions. However, mm-hmm. um, that's that's something that you'll you'll see where the triggers aren't mm-hmm. going to be as as um, intense as before. So, where do you see yourself in the future with this lack of fear? I see. Um, in the future, less, I would say the fear of other, other people like creating an environment. It's just like, so 
put it this way. At times I would be like, well, so-and-so could be the reason that I feel like whatever way, but I now know that uh, that power is not in them, you know? So, and that isn't me. And then the reminder, like, no, they don't have that power to have you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So stop being afraid. And like, it's supposed to happen to you and you're going to lose this and you lose that. And just all the thinking, you're connected. Yes. <laughs> you're connected. Yes. Ah, you're a rock star. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. This, this, this is my, uh, um, well, let me take a, a shot for your, um, what do you call that thing? When you take a screenshot of her. Oh, yeah. Video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the thumbnail. <laughs> thumbnail. So get it go. So I did it twice. So you better get my thumbnail right. I got it. I'm like, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> Thank Just you. kidding. Don't do that because I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment. I appreciate it. Thank you for the mm-hmm. invitation. Mm-hmm. Any last words <laughs> that you want to give to the audience? Uh, any words of inspiration or wisdom? Um, I would definitely say um, spend some time today and ask yourself. Just look in the mirror. Ask you, who am I? And write it down. Every answer you have, write it down. Write it down until it no longer falls under the bucket of social identity. <laughs> your job, your children, your family. Just keep writing it until you until you get to who you are. And after that, ask the question: What is my purpose? Mm, beautiful. Wow, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing else less, less, left to say. Um, for oh, everybody out there on YouTube or Facebook, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. If you are on a podcasting platform, please consider giving me a, a five star review. And tell me how you feel. You guys take care of yourselves out there and take care of one another. Mm-hmm.